Hey, this episode of Star Trek Next Conversation is brought to you by the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium at Hollywood and Highland. It is still there and still welcoming all, especially listeners to this very podcast. How do I know that? Because listeners to this podcast get an exclusive deal. It's a buy one, get one entry after 5 p.m. That's two people for $20 for what I would describe as a lifetime of memories and oddities brought to you by Ripley's. Currently, they have a C-3PO standing in the lobby. I know this because I drive by Ripley's three to seven times a week. Really? So, yeah, I sure do, Andy. Where, where are you going? Usually up to uh, Sherman Oaks to Imperial Vintage Guitars. <laughs> this podcast is not brought to you by them. <laughs> I should have assumed. Yeah, but hey. That might have been a baby thing, but nope. It's Ripley's. A it's your other baby. That's right. Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium. Buy one, get one at 5.30 p.m. For listeners to this podcast, it's an exclusive deal. Tell them Matt and Andy sent you, and enjoy a lifetime of memory. Podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. The podcast for Star Trek that is about as consistent as the season two scripts. Hi. Oh, nice. It's Matt. And this is Andy. <laughs> uh, well, look, we're putting them out. We're trying. We're doing everything we can. So we're sorry, and uh, we'd like to continue to uh, be sorry, but also still put out episodes. So here you go. What's our release day right now? We don't know. It's essentially whenever I decide to put these things up, because we're recording uh, weird days. We are. For instance, today's Monday. I came in... When do you hear this? Maybe Tuesday? Maybe today? I don't know. It's really up to me. Came in, it was, uh, there, was a, there was a baby. Yep. There, was, there was a baby. Andy. There was a dog. There was a dog, yep. There was a man on his guitar. There was a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was all happening. Well, I was, you know... I was, All of his dependents. I was killing uh, time, uh, so I decided to play some bass, and... Uh, it's beautiful. Maybe I'll throw it up on an Instagram story. Oh, well, maybe. I'll have to check with the Keeper of the Flame. <laughs> <laughs> That's both of us now. <laughs> no, I mean... Oh, oh. Dory. Oh. She keeps the flame of what we can, can and I can and can't. Oh, I see. You know, oh, is there still a... There's still a... Uh, Babitorium? A redacted I have no over, idea. over Henry. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no clue. All right. Well, uh, point is, it's adorable. Uh, stay tuned. Maybe you'll see it. Uh, so, Andy. Matt. I believe you have a question to ask me. I sure do. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? Sure. Yeah, there you go. That's how we pretty much, that's how I feel about it. Exciting. It's a good script. It was a good episode. Yeah. Um, 
Do you want to hop right in? To uh, some sort of situation where we'd be maybe greeting some high-ranking uh, club officials that's right some of them are some of them if you go by star trek lore some of them are douchebags some of them are okay but they're all going to address me as matt and andy <laughs> that's right well first they'll call you captain myra yeah no, and then at the when matt. they really get down to brass tags matt listen <laughs> classic trek trope all right um anyway Oh, you know what's funny about this situation, Andy? What's that, Matt? I forgot that we can't hear the sound until the door opens. It's just silly of me to yeah. never even... You, you've uh, structured this so that we both have different, uh, different uh, responsibilities. Well, I mean, I blame myself. Here we go. Let's walk in, shall All we? All right. Matt, what did the song just say? Well... Andy, I'll say it again. Go to iTunes. Leave a five-star review. It's really called Apple Podcasts nowadays. Uh, and and once you do that, you're automatically welcome into the most glorious uh, spaceport lounge in the galaxy, the Admiral's Club, on board the USS, whatever this is. I never thought about that. It's not called... USS like, Friendship. It's not... Co- we're actually USS... Matt Myron and Andrew Secunda. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Where we are the friendship USS Matt Myron and Andrew Secunda gotcha. instead of Starship. Um, um, even more awkward, just like the podcast. I never thought about uh, that it's no longer called iTunes. Do we need a new song? No. All right. I'm happy to. I mean, we don't need a new song because you always ask me. That's true. What what the song really said. That is true. And I sort of translate it. I'm like a universal translator. Well, Chris Malkowski. You know what I do, do, Andy? What? I put out some graviton waves to the audience, and we vibrated a sympathetic vibration, and they understand. I translate. Why don't you like do that? Like the crystalline entity. Why don't you do that with me? Um, You're more like... We don't need it. We're telepathically connected. More like the the dark side of the crystalline entity to me. You know, there's an episode I thought this was that it wasn't. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and I had some problems, and then I was like, "Boy, they're really waiting a while for this other reveal." I thought, <laughs> and then you know, forty minutes in, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's not this episode." <laughs> oh, I can't we'll try and remember uh, in the future what that is. Oh, I'll have no problem remembering. Okay, um, but not having seen the future, so it's not a spoiler for me. I wonder if it's a lore connection because lore was connected to the crystalline entity originally. Um, without spoiling anything, no. Yeah. Um. Oh, anyway, uh, here are the uh, here are, are kind admissions of uh, to, we're 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 you know what, Andy? I recorded a uh, yeah recorded a James Bonding. I think yes. it comes out tomorrow. Okay, the uh, Trex in the City gals. You did, uh, and uh, they had just recorded Ensign Row. We have slacked so much that yeah. they are going to... They're going to lap us, essentially. Interesting. They're going to finish TNG before us. Unless we really buckle down here and get it done. Anyway, go ahead. What's the vibe from those ladies about me? Do they say anything? Do they say, like, he's a good guy? He's oh, a- I... We honestly it didn't, didn't touch it didn't on come up. <laughs> that sounds more accurate. <laughs> it didn't come up. All right, the first one says Secunda from the Dustin on, uh, who says easily the best. What was Frank Sinatra up to in the early '90s podcast on iTunes? I mean, come on, that's a good. That's <laughs> as good a review as you're ever going to get. Frank Sinatra, come on. 
Um, and the second one is from The Dude Never Bowls, uh, who says, I'm so glad of this. I recently finished a two-year journey listening to my favorite podcast, looked around for something else, but very little held my attention. Then I found you dudes. This is exactly what I was looking for. Thank you, and I look forward to the months ahead. Well, that was a very kind review. Thank you very much. Enjoy the... It was a kind review, although... Enjoy the seafood platter. Although I realized at the top of that, I was like, oh, where's favorite podcast? And then at the end of it, I was like, oh, no, we're not. No, no, no. He finished. He finished that. He was looking something for another to, podcast. And if we're filling we're that like, void, I'm happy to do it. We're like the methadone of, uh, of podcasts. Sure. We are that. Yeah. We are we are, we are a clinic. Um, we, we fulfill the need that another podcast has left. Uh, tell your friends. Um, with that, Matt, we're ready to enter the uh, president's circle. Wow. What Anytime a, what a like. quick jaunt. I know. I'm excited. Let's go. I said, let's go, door. <laughs> oh, wow. that sound more echoey than usual? I don't know. Maybe it's the ocean. Good thing. It's raining into the ocean, Andy. That sounds very... What a hollow DJ. Pleasing. Um, I wonder... It's, it's if anybody out there has to pee, I'm sorry. That it's a, <laughs> that it's a storm over it's, the ocean. Well, it's not a storm. It's uh, it's just, it's just, just a light it's rain. It's a heavy rain. It's a heavy rain. It's a thick rain. I would say light rain. Well, that's you. I would say thick. Okay. Um... Oh, first a little business for the President Circle. Uh, Matt and I uh, slacked to the degree that um, I think it was in, was it in April? When was Dark, Thor Dark World? Yeah, that was April. Yeah. Um, we uh, were uh, a few days late to get, uh, get people their content. And uh, a few people, uh, I think, I don't assume it was a punishment. I think they just they either had financial stuff or oh, whatever. You have, the, uh, you have that link, right? You yeah. Send that. I did. Yeah, good. So I guess all I'm saying is uh, I sent it out. Those. If you're one of the people, I tried to, <laughs> in my as close as I get to methodical way, tried to figure out who were the people that had left and uh, were owed their content. And I tried to email it to you. If you are one of those people that left uh, at the, before the end of April, our Patreon, yeah. and you are owed Thor Dark World, please contact sttncpod at gmail if you haven't uh, received it, and I will send it to you. Um, that is that. Uh, from the, uh, the President's Circle, here are your um, uh, Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardees. For this month, excellent, sir. Oh, Lieutenant Sir Reginald Pennybottom <laughs> uh, said, "I had to fi- binge." Weirdly, the- I know who that was. <laughs> I had to binge the last uh, five episodes of TNC. I regained consciousness 32 hours later in a veterinary clinic with no pants on. I don't even have pets. I'm sorry, we did that to you. Lieutenant Chuck Day says, uh, "Oh, this." There was, a, there was a little snafu, for those of you who are interested, in this week's uh, Captain America Winter, Winter Soldier. In this, this week's episode of Captain America Winter uh, Soldier. Yeah, we do one every week. <laughs> We're really delving in. Um, I would love to do that. Captain America Winter Soldier Minute, brought to you by Star Wars Minute. <laughs> um, uh, I, I put this on the main pod because you, you in this main pod have experienced 
so many incidents of me having things spoiled by Matt and being outraged and frustrated and Matt trying to walk this dance of when to answer my, my dumb questions, when to not. Yeah. He was full throttle asking me a ton of secundi questions about Endgame before he saw it. Well, in fairness, no, that's not true. Well, one, no, no, no. one no, no, was no. in response to a question, one was my own dumbness. Well, the question... The fact is that I spoiled No, someone wrote things. in something yes, right. that happened to be a spoiler. Right. Which, by the way, Which I... Which I don't know if I really put on you, because it was no. written into us. No, no. It's, it is 100% on me, because I told the guy, hey, I'll I'm going to forget, this. can you move this to the Endgame thread on Patreon? And he did, and then I dug it up! Uh, <laughs> and then the other one, I asked a question uh, regarding... <laughs> I only... I asked a question. Don't spoil anything. Talking about something that was in Infinity War, which there was no need to spoil. Right. <laughs> there was no, no reason to. And then somehow uh, Andy's brain uh, couldn't help but you were provide the information. About, you were asking about other properties. Yes, I was asking about. Well, I was asking about other movies that have been announced. Right. One that is currently filming. Yeah, and I it just jumped out of my mouth, and yeah. I. I felt like I wanted to. I wanted to stab myself. I just could not. As someone who hates spoilers for myself and other people, anyway, it was pretty. By the amusing. way, I will say that moment in the movie did lose a little steam for me because of the fact that it had sort of been spoiled. It had been spoiled. Well, yeah, but, yeah. but also like there you go. Ha ha! Spoilers are are are, are hurtful to a property. <laughs> Secunda wins as he loses. Uh, as always. Anyway, anyway, I felt terrible. It was hilarious. Uh, they're marked. If you, if anybody yeah, has any we interest, recorded a pre thing that said, "Hey, there's a, these are where the spoilers are." Um, the rest of it was pretty fun. The Captain America thing. We loved Winter Soldier. Uh, and uh, Lieutenant Chuck Day writes in, Matt, all in all, Andy did a pretty good job at not spoiling Endgame. There were plenty of opportunities during your Winter Soldier pod. Now he knows how you feel. I really do. <laughs> Ensign chuckles. Uh, it's harder than you think, everybody. By the way, he puts another possible spoiler right at the end, and I'm not going to read it, Chuck. Um, well, I think, I've seen it, so. I, yeah, but they might not. Oh, right. Gotcha. I'll tell you what it is at the end, but we. But you won't. You'll forget. Don't worry about it. We it's also. Okay. Are we going to do a. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, we'll sit down and do that. Yeah. We're going to do an endgame. Yeah, uh, yeah. We got to do an endgame uh, this week. First spots, first watch. I don't know what so, we call it. That might be coming up in June for those who are interested. Lieutenant Christina Peck says if you could write a new Trek series, mm-hmm. do you want to maybe ease down the tell the you, DJ? Maybe just. Uh, hey, buddy, calm down a little bit. Thanks. <laughs> Pull it down a little. Yeah, you're Really? Down. I mean, I know. Now, have we established after we leave, are we going to be dry again? We should be. Technically, theoretically, we should be dry. Yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, Lieutenant Peck says, if you could write a new Trek series, what time period would it be set it in? Uh, before the original series, concurrent with any of the existing series, or in the future, and would you center it on the Federation or another civilization? Like the Romulans. That would be cool. Uh, I'd do what they're doing with Picard, honestly. They would, went to the I future. Would, they didn't go to the future. They went to now. They well, went that's to, your perspective. They went to the relative now. Right. Of the age of Patrick Stewart, the relative now, which is what I would have done. Right. I would have maybe picked up, I would have done like, I would have liked to have done a Trek series, you know, five years after Voyager ended. Yeah. But, you know, there weren't being any properties written. I just don't want to go backwards, guys. That's what all I'm saying. What do you think the reasoning is internally for not doing that? Uh, Just, oh, well, this will be different. We want to do yeah, it Yeah, I think that was exactly why they did Enterprise, yeah. 
But are all... This is a thing I would love to know from one of our friends. Uh, oh, as a side note, uh, one of our friends that we will never interview. Uh, but I always hold out hope that... Uh, that uh, Matthew at some point will let us uh, interview people. We've actually been put in touch with people, but we haven't uh, talked to them yet. But uh, in the meantime, guys, check out uh, Mike Mann and Josh Bald's uh, wonderful uh, podcast. They're two uh, friends of the podcast. They make endless art and hilarious sound clips for us, and now they have their own podcast called Making It So, where they do interview crew and various personages from the Star Trek uh universe uh not in canon uh, behind the scenes and uh, ask them uh, about the show or their experiences <laughs> It'd be amazing if they're talking to people in character <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea for a for a podcast pal um uh, maybe a bonus pod huh just, uh, we'll just spend nine hours like on each podcast trying to <laughs> write it and, inside the star trek studio <laughs> yeah is captain picard here <laughs> could we talk to him um that'd be great um, but whatever the case, uh, please check out Making It So. And uh, side note, I also was on what they claim is the the final episode of uh, their pod. You're saying the face pod is done? That's what they say. Unbelievable. I never got to do it. Well, if I was... My in, mom did it. They told me that I was episode 49. And actually, uh, oh, they told me I was episode 50. But actually, they couldn't get the other guests. So I was episode 49. So it seems like there's a nice episode 50 well, episode I mean, waiting for you, buddy. Look, I sit around the house currently because of the baby. So, guys, get in touch. Oh, good luck with that, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Send me a message on Facebook. You have, it, you have our email, right? Does he have my email? I can give him your email. You may give. Oh, you may, you may give uh, oh, the door is open. You may give Josh and Mike my email. <laughs> How exciting for you guys! Uh, anyway, uh, I had a delightful time talking to them on FacePod, and please check out "Making It So" um, with our two friendly, gregarious, and very strange friends. Um, and the last one is from Lieutenant Kendra Song. Oh. Did you answer that? So you just said in the you would want to do in the in the current timeline. Yeah, I would do what they're doing now. My reasoning is I'd like to be able to pull all the actors who are still around yeah. into the show in character. Yeah. You know? That totally makes sense. The question that I have, or even from Voyager and Mix It Up, Mix and Match, I hope they Absolutely, do that. Absolutely, I one. would do that. They gotta be doing that in this one, right? I don't know. Uh, I really hope so. What I hear, like so far, I don't I don't know that anybody has been I, I don't know. I think that they're... I mean, all the casting announcements have been new people, so I don't know what they're doing on that. It feels like... By the way, that fucking teaser trailer, I was like, this is... I love this. This I is what you want. I love every second of what's happening right yeah. now. I really... Like, what... 11 years ago, what was the armada that fucking Admiral Picard led? Yeah. To rescue who? Yeah. I have so many questions. I'm, like, way into it. Yeah. But, like, it also is like, oh, you're existing in this world. The man's fucking pulling grapes, making some Chateau Picard. Right. He left Starfleet. Why would this guy leave Starfleet? I mean, we saw him leave. It's not like, whoa, this guy left Starfleet. He left Starfleet in Star Trek Insurrection. Don't. Andy, not a spoiler, because he comes back to Starfleet. Uh... (laughs) But uh, it just seems like uh, it's an interesting place to start. I'm excited uh, about it. I've heard very good things about the scripts that are being turned out. Um, so I feel like 
look, I'm way into it. I wonder where we're going to be when I've, it comes out. I've asked, a, it? I've asked a certain director of the of the show to uh, maybe on set casually drop, hey, well, this would be great to talk about on some sort of after show. Yeah. And he has agreed. <laughs> he's, agreed. he's like, great plan. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Oh, nice. I'd love to do the after show for the Picard series. It'd be nobody better. Uh, I can true. say that because I'm not it's friends true. with any of the other it's people true. like that. There would be nobody better than me. Um, at that one specific thing. Here's a side question, Matt. Wh- when is it coming out? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're filming now, so one would guess that probably, I would guess January of next year. January of next year. I wonder where we're going to be By in our then, journey. Well, it really depends on how, how, much we, how can. we could. It, but, well, look, so if you're looking at it, let's say we're halfway through the year now, we'd be into like season six. So a little sh- bit into season six. Should I be waiting to watch that until we're done with TNG? No, because you'd have to wait for that. Well, first of all, I'm not going to wait. Right. So there's that. Okay. And then we know how spoilers are. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to wait. I uh, You'd have to sit through. You would then have probably another 40 or 50 episodes of TNG to catch up to. Okay. Then you'd have four movies to catch up to. It's just not. It just wouldn't work out in the sense of. Now, it's it's a difficult task, right? Now, what do we do? Because I would love to. If I'm not hosting an after show, I'd love to host a podcast about it with you. Mm-hmm. But you, how would you feel about that? Because you will not have all of the seven years of information followed by the four movies. It's definitely an interesting question. With Discovery, it's a prequel. Well, here's the situation too, and what I would say to you. But it would ruin it. I would say of all the TNG episodes, maybe you'd need... His was s- the most human? <laughs> human. Uh, maybe you'd need uh, All Good Things, which is the finale of TNG. Uh-huh. And then, like, I would say, if you watched All Good Things, yeah, First Contact and Nemesis, I feel like you'd be ready for a... For I've seen whatever First Contact. Then you'd, watch the, you'd have to watch the finale and... Right. But... You know, here's the thing. So I, I think guess technically, if I've seen First Contact, then I've already touched base a little bit. You've already right. jumped, yeah. Yeah. I just, more, I wouldn't want you to watch All Good Things for the simple reason of, like, it's such a reward for Star Trek viewers, and it is, I think, still the best finale I've ever seen of anything. Yeah. So. I mean, except for Game of Thrones. Except for Game of Thrones. <laughs> I really, you know. <laughs> I like uh, searching for a specific to ruin our. Well, I was gonna say I don't. <laughs> I really like when things go kind of fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still say it wasn't as bad as everyone says, but I do. Uh, I understand the complaints and agree with many of them. Uh, Any. Boy, we have really been. We've we're soaking wet. We've been standing in here forever. Yeah. We could have moved I to the hallway like and done it. this. You know what's interesting is he set it up so that it's filling up the room slowly, which yeah, is going to yeah, make yeah. some people claustrophobic. We're going to drown. Um, okay, the last one is Lieutenant Kendra Song. What a great name. Um, who says, in honor of Teacher Appreciation Week, May 6th to 10th, this was a while ago, who was your favorite teacher growing up and why? Uh, Ken Healy over at Lowell Catholic High School, Mr. Healy. He was um, our math teacher. Senior year, I had three math. I took three math classes. Senior year, um, I uh, really loved him math. because he was so good at teaching, and I he was so excited about numbers in a funny way. And um, I always, the thing I always liked about math is that there was a correct answer. 
that is something that would really gravitate you would gravitate toward that would totally make sense yeah whereas I liked art Matt (laughs) (laughs) I like the subjective perspective (laughs) you can always argue your way out of you know I also liked and then and then and then Colleen Kelly Miss Kelly our our, uh, English teacher gotcha um, I, uh, I enjoyed uh, my, my high school art teacher, Janet. Um, I, I don't know if she would want her name said on the podcast, so I'm not going to say it. And then... Oh, whoa, whoa. You're saying I fucked up? No. By I, saying names? I assumed you know him, and therefore he would... You, your vibe on him is... I, I know them it, in the I sense that I... I did email him a few years ago, thanking him. Oh, you did? That's did. so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I did touch base with Miss Kelly on Facebook. Um, and the other one is uh, Mr. Goldstein, uh, and I actually don't even know his first name because we only called him Mr. Goldstein. Appropriate. At PS41, and uh, is my fifth grade uh, teacher. Uh, we did almost no academics that year. It was all creative writing and mm. plays and art, and I, it was one of the most formal. I would I would direct plays in fifth grade and write them and. Mm-hmm acting them and it was one of the most formative things of my uh, of my life and uh, there's a real oddball uh, kind of genius guy um, anyway there you go Kendra uh, those are our Christopher Pike Mill of Valor awardees if you would like to be um, in the running to be selected uh, go over to our Patreon there's no limit on the amount of uh, medals you can win guys that's true so Come on, hang in there. Come you on might, over. You might get two. Uh, um, what's this month, Andy? Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. And uh, the next episode of Disco. That's right. At the lieutenant's level. I'm and excited then, to watch Guardians. I've uh, almost watched it like five times. Just on its own. Well, just, just independent like of us. recently, and then I was like, well, let me just wait until we're going to record. I'm really into it. I'm really having a good time. I'm watching everything in 3D on my TV. <laughs> Uh, I'm eating donuts. How did you? Do, oh, you bought you bought a set of the uh, 3D Blu-rays. Yeah, I bought the whole. I at first I was trying to do the oh get these and the English ones and I'll put it yeah. together. And it was so annoying that I was just like oh screw it and I bought yeah. the thing with the what is the circle one? The the first one is a tesseract. Yeah. What's the second one that they that he steals in? Is it Guardians? a purple? Uh, yeah. It's the uh, it's the, the another stone. Yeah, it's the space stone. Oh, that's the space stone. There you go. That no, it's sense. not the space stone. The space stone is in the... That's the power stone. Okay. The purple one. The purple one is the one that Thanos uh, gets from... This is an Infinity War spoiler. If you haven't seen Infinity War, Endgame is coming. Is, you, don't worry about that. Are you sure it's not the reality stone? No, isn't the reality stone red? All right, now i got to look this up. The reality stone... Isn't the reality stone the elf stone? <laughs> the liquid that becomes a stone um yes and then i believe purple is the power stone it's just you know that's just my brain so andy you're welcome to because green is time yellow is mind why is this so hard to hello find? hi remember yeah. remember huh? i'm just i'm running through them right now with okay. you green is the time stone agreed yes uh the one that was in uh Loki's scepter was the mind stone. Yeah. The tesseract was the space stone. Right? Uh-huh. The, um... It's a power stone. You were right. Yeah. The red one was from Thor the Dark World. Yeah. That was the 
whatever stone. Reality stone. That's, yeah. The ether. And then the, uh, yeah. Anyway, there you go. That's your stone, uh, stone minute. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> with more after these words from our sponsors. Just kidding. We don't have sponsors besides Ripley's, believe it or not, Museum and Auditorium. Um, anyway, we're done with the... Thank uh, God. It's soaking wet. President Circle. Now, are we going in directly into the... Yep. the hallway wow and we still have to open up jesus christ this podcast is nine hours long look for we're, a reason. we're doing two a month at this rate it's you know we got they have to be heard for right now we're gonna pick it up Captain, we are being hailed. um oh so our first uh thing here I'll, I'll i'll ask this one first we'll go to this one first uh josh moore asks uh did Matt get a TNG script? Um, I recently listened to Sir Patrick on the Nerdist podcast. Uh-huh. Patrick Stewart talked about auctioning off his TNG scripts. Right. And at one point, Matt was potentially offered a duplicate. Did Matt ever get that script? Love the show. Y'all. Love y'all. Josh. Uh, I never followed up. What? So I never, the answer is no, I did not get a duplicate. You never followed up. That would have been a prized possession With from Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Of course it would have been a prized possession. Oh my goodness, Matt. Sometimes our life priorities aren't what we think they are when we think they're our life priorities. What does that mean? I have no so idea. So true and confusing. <laughs> um, Welcome okay. to the priority stone. <laughs> the priority. That's the worst stone. <laughs> what a boring stone. <laughs> With this practicality stone, I will get all of my priorities finished. Um, in the correct order. In the correct order. I'm not allowed to do anything against the priority stone's order. Uh, now that I have priority stone, my rent will be paid. <laughs> um, uh, so, Matt, we, uh, we were invited to a wedding. Uh, in June. That's true. We got it in the in the old snail mail. Yes, and uh, it was very nice uh, from Laura Allen Baugh. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And uh, so I just wanted to uh, say uh, I cannot make it. I'll be working, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, TPT. And I assume Matt. I can't speak to you. Uh, well, chances are I'll be tethered to my current location. That's what I would with guess. With a baby. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be over in Staten Island. Yes, um, for sure. Can't make it over to Staten Island. Uh, I would love to go I'd there. I'd love to go to Staten Island, believe Pick me. up something at the Wu-Tang store. It'd be great, but uh, but I, I can't. But however, mazel tov to both of you, uh, Laura Allenbaugh and Marissa Gian Fortune. I hope I'm getting somewhere close. Uh, and uh, live long and prosper to both of you. Congratulations, you guys. Congratulations, and thank you for I the invite. Have, I, have, I have friends on Staten Island. It would have been nice. Oh, you do? Yeah. From where? From, from Staten Island. No, I mean, from, like, how do you know them? If uh, through, through, you know, life, pal. Just life, gotcha. Things happen. Things happen. You meet people. Here's a voice hail. Hi, Matt and Andy. This is Stephen in Anchorage, Alaska. A uh, big fan of the podcast, been listening since the first episode. Just wanted to say a word about uh, board ships and their lack of cloaking devices. Uh, as I think this is in response to some conversation. We had a conversation about it uh, last week or oh, the week before, I forget. 
may be aware, cloaking devices work by dampening all signals uh, coming out of or being generated by a starship. Mm -hmm. And so a cloaking device on a board ship would dampen the connection between the ship and the collective itself Ah. uh, to a point where the uh, board on the ship would no longer be connected to the collective. And therefore, that is why I think board ships do not use cloaking devices. Other than that, I would say maybe cloaking devices have a tendency to explode in transwarp. Who knows? <laughs> uh, keep up the good work. Thanks a lot. I Bye. love that explanation. I think it's reasonable. I like a, I like a science fiction-based science explanation. You really fixed it, pal. Um, or a science-based science fiction explanation. Science-based science fiction? Yeah, again, well, I don't care for that. Uh, what do you call it there? Uh, Jedi's? Uh, you don't you care for Star Wars, Space Wizards? No, I love. Now, do you are you Star excited Wars. at all about uh, Galaxy's Edge? Galaxy's Edge? No, not at all. No. Oh, what a waste! It's uh, mostly because um, I am so all of the publicity, all of the people look, posting. Look, 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 I was there the day it opened, and I tried to talk my way in. It did not work. <laughs> I think if you had the priority stone, you'd understand. <laughs> it's so far away. <laughs> so much traffic. <laughs> Crazy. Half the half the. It's my, it's my boyhood dream. They made a place that looks like that's Star great. Wars. I think you should definitely. Why? What is like holding you back from just getting a ticket for a random day and getting a reservation for Galaxy's Edge? I'm not good at practicality like what is, stones. This is why you need the priority stone. It really is. It's my like, childhood oh, dream. I don't want to make a reservation. <laughs> you didn't get a script from Patrick Stewart. Exactly. You got no ground of coming me. I'm saying, I look, <laughs> as a grown-up person, you, you just, this is, you know, the reasons you haven't made a reservation, Andy, is the reasons I'm not excited. It's like, you know, it's effort. You gotta, you gotta do it. I know. You I'm gotta go. It. At first, I wasn't sure I was gonna love it, but I've heard from enough geeks that I think I'm gonna. I would say that you <laughs> minimally I that, had, that Millennium you know Falcon what? ride. You know has what? Got to be great. You know what? What? I already experienced this in Vegas at the Star Trek experience, where you literally oh, yeah. beam aboard the ship, walk through the corridors, get in a turbo lift, go to the bridge, yeah, You've and had... then you get in a shuttle. You know, you get in a shuttle and you escape oh. the Klingons with what? with Geordi piloting. Was that like, a motion ride? Yeah. Oh, so After that, you physically are in the, it was the greatest thing ever. So that they can, they can. Uh, oh man, it makes me so mad that I didn't experience that. It was, it was honestly so joyful. It was a, it was a, it was, it was the best. And I, although so in fairness, that would have been for me what this exactly, is for you, exactly, right. And here's now the thing. it wouldn't. Here's the but, deal. Andy. Yeah, I went a couple times. Yeah. I even when it was closing, I even made a special trip like I mean, 2 weeks before it closed. Did you love Vegas before that? Um it was always in Ve- there was no before that with Vegas. Vegas always had the Star Trek experience. To me, like oh. when I turned 21, it was there. Oh. So oh. there was there was ne- I, there was never a Vegas until Do you think that's probably you know why I mean? you love Vegas so much? It could be, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's really so. What I was going to say is they they if it was a motion ride, we made a trip out there specifically. Joe and I made a trip. I get Joe. Joe went with me the last the weekend that it was closing too. We specifically went to Vegas just for that. I can't believe I didn't experience it. So frustrating. It's a theme park and it's this it was show great. that we watch every week. And it was like it was great. When is that Prince? Gonna I'll tell you make why it was great. Thing? It was great because the. 
And Frakes doesn't remember shooting it at all because it was like squeezed into like they shot it like during um, production. During production of se- of season seven, right before they were doing gonna do generations. Oh, was that late? So it was he <laughs> he like I was talking to buddies like he has no recollection of when that was or him doing it at all, uh, which I thought was funny. It's funny because it was the same, you know. God, Andy, nah. that bridge, man, being on that bridge, and it wasn't one of these like, you know, photo op bridges. It was you could do a photo op there, but it was like it, it was just built. Like it was built to f- be a fucking like that. There's the screen was a screen. Do you know what I mean? It was 360. The screen was a screen, and then like there was a hallway. That was deck four, yeah. and if you looked up to s- the windows on the, uh, you had windows into space on the top of the deck, and they were to scale, so yeah. it was like one to one scale of what the window. It was the best. Anyway, long story short, it was great. Thank you for talking about it. What was the, uh, the guy who recreated? You know what I'm talking about? The oh, uh, uh, something nine yes stage nine or something stage nine is exactly correct i have it um and uh people wrote us and they uh, fucking cbs made them shut that down yeah it's really annoying it's too late right it's already been shut. oh yeah 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 that's a real that's a real yeah it's like i don't know what 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 purpose do you have shutting that down cbs it's like very confusing to me like if you have another help the property and yeah if you have another like you're doing your galaxy's edge again if like you're doing which is a great idea by the way um then like i get it all right you don't want competition but you don't have anything else going on let people have their stage nine let people have the bridge to that 30 year old show that you're i don't know whatever uh agreed andy agreed um a super fan recreated to us to, 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 to I'm just I'm just reading the thing. Anyway, okay. So, uh, and if uh, that gentleman wants to reach out to us and invite us uh, privately, uh, you know, I I'd love to see it. Invite us, go home. Invite us privately to his to his to computer. <laughs> oh, oh, you're saying the 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 virtual reality. I'm version. talking about the VR thing, yeah. Oh, there wasn't Stage there a person, 9 was the VR. Thing. Wasn't there a person building an actual thing that they shut down or is this was that? Oh, I don't know. There could also have been a bridge recreation they shut down somewhere else, but I'm talking about Stage 9, which was they did every deck of gotcha. the ship. Hmm, and it good. was like there were videos of it on YouTube and it's amazing and I've watched most of them. All right. And with that, we have one more we have a prime corrective I'm going to play uh, the theme with Riker's Bone. Time for retrospectives. Truth is our objective. It's a prime corrective because Matt and Andy got it wrong. <laughs> this is from Neil Studd. He says, Good day, gents. In uh, the Ensign Row episode, you both scoffed when Captain Picard replicated a ginger tea at 80 degrees Celsius. Uh, claiming it was far too hot. As one of your resident British listeners, I bring you the news that it is, in fact, far too cold. Most tea should be brewed as close to boiling 100 degrees Celsius as possible, as this is the ideal temperature to infuse tea leaves and bring out their flavor. Some teas, especially green teas... But are wouldn't it come out infused from the replicator anyway? This is drinking temperature. This is what he's doing. He's drinking it. He's not infusing water with tea. Oh, good, combat- good combating of the... No, I'm not, com- I'm not trying to be combative. I'm not saying 
saying you're combative. I'm saying you're you're you know good good rebuttal. Um, anyway, our best brew at a lower temperature to avoid bringing out too much bitterness. However, it is generally accepted that ginger tea is best brewed at 100 degrees. Picard may have requested the tea as 80 degrees to make it more immediately drinkable, but hopefully the replicator understands there will be a huge difference between brewing ginger tea at 80 degrees compared to brewing it at 100 degrees and allowing it to cool at 80 degrees. Only the latter will be correctly brewed and flavorsome. Well, I and think you're right. I think that the, the, the replicator gets it. Um, but I think that's a reasonable thing. It's not being brewed. It comes out and it's ready to go. So what 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 do you what temperature do you want to drink your tea at? 160. After it cools down is the question. High 160. That's too hot. Isn't no, it? no, no. No, it's 16 degrees Fahrenheit cooler. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know the temperatures. I just let the replicator. Here's what I would do. If I, I say was, replicator give it to me the way that I want it. I would say ginger tea 71.1 degrees Celsius. Thank you. You know it'd be a fun thing and to do. That would be 160 degrees. This would be so great because I could do with the replicator what I do with with uh, with waiters, which I go, hey, what's what's the best thing? <laughs> Just give me the best thing. I feel like no replicator is going to have an opinion except for the replicator on board the Discovery. <laughs> right. A delicious, nutritious I mean, egg white burrito. The best thing is the ribeye, but you really don't want that. That's what the one on Discovery would say. Yeah. Uh, with that, Matt. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. What's happening? Oh, never mind. I already, I already did the other thing. Right, 38, 38 minutes in. I was going to do a face group uh, portion. Uh, well, I think Josh so I'll just, and Mike. I'll just put it out to Chief, Pe- not Chief Petty Officer, Command Master Sergeant uh, Rob Garrison. Uh, people go over to the face our face group uh, on Facebook, and uh, please join uh, Mike Mann and Josh Balder over there. And a bunch of other delightful people. I was going to reopen the face group. I mean, Sorry, join, join, join if any for if to for, give for, Mike and Josh uh, their plug. Join, to, uh, join to go grab a listen of uh, Andy Secunda over there on the face pod. That's on the face pod, and uh, go and uh, join the face group and uh, and chit and chat with all the lovely people. Um, if you want to send. Uh, uh, Twitter or Instagram to us. Uh, the gentleman across from me is at Matt Myra. My uh, Twitter is at Secunda. My Instagram is at Andrew Secunda. For the rest of our contact information, please check out the end of this podcast. It's finally done, Matt. Wow. October 14th, 1991, Andy. Yep. That was when this episode aired. Silicon Avatar. What do you think about it? I think that Emotions by Mariah Carey was number one. Oh. I think that. That's weird. You know, before we do that, okay. what do you think Frank Sinatra was up to? <laughs> you want to go to that first, yeah. huh? Yeah. You want to find out what Frank Sinatra was up to? Well, uh, where is it? <laughs> Frank Sinatra, come on! Da, 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 da. Time for that segment everybody hates. <laughs> Time for Frank Sinatra, come on. Let me see what's. I'll tell you what he was up to. What was the chairman doing, Andy? Um, October 14th, 1991, a few days before that, Frank had finished up the European leg of the Diamond Jubilee World Tour. Sure. With a three day run at the Point Theater in Dublin, Ireland. Matty was now winging his way back home to the good old US of A. <laughs> That's what the chairman of the board was up to. All right. Now what was going on with the rest of the world, Andy? <laughs> well, U.S. audiences were still feeling emotions by Mariah Carey. Uh-huh. Um, while in the U.K., 
the um, Everything I Do I Do For You by Brian Adams was still hanging on. Wow. Uh, Night Over Water by Ken Follett was a bestseller. And uh, The Fisher King maintained its box office lead for a third week. Wow. Three weeks of The Fisher King. I, I I feel like this is a controversial opinion. But three weeks of it. I've never been a fan of The Fisher King. Yeah, me either. People, Why did America think three weeks was people the right amount of time to shit for that movie? Number one. I found it to be maudlin. Should we watch that for the... No. I mean, I love Terry Gilliam, but I found it to be maudlin and weird, and none of the characters act like human beings. Um... Just do a do a regular night movie, Terry Gilliam. I guess Someday. that's a dumb thing for me to say. Anyway, uh, the greatest World Series of all time, uh, as selected by ESPN, began the between the Minnesota Twins and the Atlanta Braves. Five of its games were decided on by single run. This is a bunch of stuff. Are you interested in this? <laughs> I don't know if this yeah, guy's... Yeah, we get it. Go ahead. Next thing. Uh, Burmese opposition leader, Aung San Sui... Oh, it's, it's written phonetically for me. Ansan Suu Kyi was, is awarded uh, the Nobel Peace Prize for political activism. Time Magazine's cover featured an actor in a movie theater backlit by the film projector with the caption, Jodie Foster, a director is born um, for Little Man Tate. That's it, buddy. I mean, technically she was born before that. Uh, side note, um, Nick Pond ha- ha- wrote us a while ago in reference to Frank Sinatra. Come on, uh-huh. uh, he, he was begging us to stop. You no, know, he was listening. He was listening to the TV, and he heard on the TV Kern say, "This is our way, the Klingon way." And Worf says, "I know, but it is not my way." And it says, "Me and shower." Frank Sinatra, come on. <laughs> is that where it came from? No, I have no idea where we started with that. That's a really good question. Anyway, did you start to play it by accident one day? I don't know. Someone does. Whoever made that clip sure does. TNC historian, let us know. Uh, so uh, Silicon Avatar, Andy, directed by Cliff Bowler, teleplay by Jerry Taylor, story by Lawrence V. Conley. Riker and away team are helping a group of colonists survey their new home when they are suddenly attacked by an old nemesis, the crystalline entity. All but two of the colonists and the away team are eventually rescued by the Enterprise. Dr. Keela Mar, on the trail of the destructive alien ever since her son Remy was killed by on Omicron Theta, now joins the starship in the hunt for the entity, blaming Data for her son's death because his brother Lord Lure his brother Lore lured the entity to Omicron Theta. Uh, Lord Lure. Uh, Mar is ice cold to the android until she learns he has stored the thoughts of the colonists including her son through data who can even mimic his voice she's able to relive her son's last few months of life meanwhile she and picard clash over how to treat the entity once it's contacted the captain wants to talk to it first arguing that the creature may not know it's killing mar simply wants revenge they lure the entity with graviton pulse emissions and the moment of truth arrives the starship and the entity appear to be communicating until mar coolly and quietly raises the frequency and pulse and emissions shatter the entity outraged picard can barely contain himself but back in her quarters, Mara is strangely calm. She asks Data to talk to her as a son again, repeating that she did it for him. As dispassionate as ever, Data tells her that Remy would be sad that his mother had ruined her career for his sake. Just when the writer... Oh, sorry. That was... This was uh, that's the episode. There you go. <laughs> mm. Andy. Matt. Have you ever ruined a career for your son's sake? I've tried. <laughs> I mean, I guess my question is, how long was Riker laying 
laying the tracks for this sweet, sweet date he's hooking up later. Oh, interesting. That was going to be a big question I had. I felt like they already they already maybe hooked up at another time based on their their behavior of her you know him just throwing it out there but well my question is like were they left there by the enterprise have they been there for like two weeks oh i thought that's you, my question i thought you meant they were like dming for a while <laughs> and they were like it was just on when he got there new ship who dis <laughs> and the school and the art center will be standing there Centrally located among the residential pods. Very good. At this rate, we can bring the next wave of colonists in in about six months. I've got to tell you, I envy you. This is a beautiful place to put down roots. Somehow, Riker, you don't strike me as the kind that puts down roots. No? How do I strike you? As a free spirit, as an adventurer. An adventurer? Aren't you pioneers all adventurers at heart? Of course. But we also have this nesting instinct. It's exciting to find a new world, but the joy comes in making it a home. Building houses, having children. Very interesting. <laughs> I'd love to just... Very interesting. You have a house <laughs> and a child? <laughs> I, don't, I don't follow. It's very interesting. Hey, do you want to have sex? Yeah. Like, she's literally ignoring everything she's saying about... <laughs> Oh, interesting. Long-term commitment. Anyway, do you want to have casual sex? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Share camp rations in my tent. I'd be delighted. Haven't we gotten you a replicator yet? <laughs> no, we haven't. But I've been saving up my ration of dry chicken curry. Gross. It should go very nicely with that bottle of wine I happen to know you brought with you. This is sounding better all the time. I really Why did he bring it? What, when know. did he bring it? And who did he bring it immediately? And everyone saw him with it. Does he bring it down like every time he beams down to a colonist situation? Like when he's doing this kind of work, does he always bring a bottle of wine? Also, happens. Is he know. hoping to christen the wine, like the first foundation brick with this wine? I don't understand. Happen to know? Does that mean that? Uh, does that mean that like other people saw him and was like, "Hey, he's got a bottle of wine." What's I think it means he that? kept going. You know, I have wine. <laughs> As you know, it does seem like Riker's approach. I provide the most memorable desserts. Also, here's the thing. My favorite part of dinner. She says, and yours too. That's so true. Me and Riker are the same person. She says, as you know, yeah. I provide the most memorable desserts, implying yeah. yeah, some yeah. kind of sexual thing. So, have they already hooked up? I don't know. I There's a lot of history here that we don't know about. I feel like they But look, they have to like give a, I think they I think actually they did a good job of um making the viewer sort of understand Riker's attitude later in the episode. I agree with but that. Because they, they had they had to figure out a way to do it, right? I agree. Not with easy. That. They devote this whole cold open essentially to this. Yes. Because then like once the Silicon Avatar. Nope, crystalline entity. <laughs> Once that shows up, they go to the credits. So, um, hey, I want to propose a new segment. Will. Uh, what's your favorite part of dinner? Have these two people had sex? Oh, uh, the characters? No, not yet. I'm just saying that's our segment. It's a great segment. Okay, somebody, I'm answering the question though. Somebody make a jingle. I think they have. I think uh, I'll tell you who has though: thing. the Malona Four Colonist and Data. They oh, yeah. they oh, have definitely hooked up. Wow. Carmen. Bold suggestion. 
We've been going over the schematics for the hospital. The location seems fine. When the Enterprise comes back tomorrow, we'll get a crew started on that. I'd like to suggest larger bathrooms, though. <laughs> Carmen, have you got construction started I didn't know about? No. What is that? Data. I do not recognize the sound. I believe it is coming from above. Also, like, for, I don't know, they, they have phasers on them. Weirdly, I don't think they would have phasers on them. Don't, Although, maybe they for, don't do every, for every, away away, every away team, maybe. Yeah. <sighs> I guess, it, for me, it's just to seal in the rocks later in this. <laughs> Will? What is it? It's a Christmas tree. Data? What's our best bet for cover? Subterranean cavern. He reacts. He remembers immediately what it is. Start gathering everyone together. Well, I mean, wouldn't you? Well, he says we've seen this before, but they haven't seen it before. Yes, they have. They've seen pictures from children's drawings. No. Didn't they? When did it actually attack them? I don't remember. Uh, lore. In the episode Lore. I. Oh, he gets. The crystal entity is there. Oh, it is. Remember? Okay. And then they, like, figure out that the shields can hold against this thing. Oh, okay. And yeah, all yeah. this information that is later laid out in here is... The thing that the thing that I remember is the children's drugs. Well, I mean... That's what was the most terrifying. <laughs> before, we know what it is. Now get moving. I like that shot. Yeah. It's nice very little, intimidating. Nice little pan about... Uh, so they head uh, into these caves, Andy. Mm. You know, mm. this thing comes along, really clearing out some turf very quickly. Seems old like person, if it, old person goes down. If it wanted to eradicate these people and it eradicated whole wor- worlds, it could have gotten them much easier than it did. Yeah, but also I don't think it wants to. You think I it's think it's just conflicted? feeding? I think it, no, I think it's just feeding. I don't think it knows what it's doing. Mm. I'm much like data. Mm. I mean, data. Much like Picard in this episode, I feel. I feel like this entity probably is operating on instinct rather than You're a real motive. Crystalline entity lover, Matt. That's me. I cannot tell. We are still too. I far say, away. blow it out of the sky. It could be an electrical storm. See if you can contact the colony. Aye, sir. Captain, there is no response from Malona Colony, but the disturbance in the atmosphere is increasing. How far are we? At current speed, 27 hours. Slow to, slow to one half impulse. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, we'll be four years from there. I know. For Forge. Forge here, Captain. Are you picking up any readings from Malona? Yes, sir. Something strange is going on. There are violent disruptions in the atmosphere. And increase to warp eight. Increase to 1.65 below top speed. Right? It's like increase speed to like we could go. And because of the warp scale, like it's it's so much like warp 8 is so much faster than warp 7 and 9 is so much faster than 8, you know, just because like it increases like exponentially. Yeah. And it's just very funny to me in these emergency situations where they're not like Mr. LaForge, give me everything you got. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, you don't hear him say stuff like that. Give me everything you got. Yeah. I guess he says maximum warp. Yeah, but like, wouldn't it be nice to hear Captain Picard be like, "Jordy, I'm gonna need every bit of power you can spare to the engines." Yeah, you know, two new, new, uh, new helm guy and new ops guy. By the way, yeah, really B team out there, huh? Yeah, and they really have a shot, really featuring them. Yeah, featuring how uh, 
<laughs> Where's Rager? Where what is, is this fourth shift? Yeah. It's like 2 a.m. on the <laughs> on the bridge. These guys are working. I'm not even sure what all these buttons do. Oh god, I can't believe Captain Picard's up for this. <laughs> it was my understanding we'd never have to work with him. <laughs> That's the only reason I took this post. I don't even set it at uh, an auxiliary power. I just... Uh... I got news for you. The guy on the last shift always puts it in, and I just let it do nothing. I don't do anything. <laughs> I come in, and it's already on impulse engines. I don't even I don't even set it to impulse engines. Uh, yeah, so they try to hail... The, they're in this uh, cave, and they get real sweaty. And then there's the B team right there, Andy. Yep. I got to tell you... Anybody else at the helm, they would have gone a little faster. Sir, you're right. the disturbance on Malona is becoming more intense. Keep hailing them. All channels, Mr. Wolf. Captain, the fact that they're not responding doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong. Why are you talking? The atmospheric disturbance could be jamming the signal. I know, Counselor. <laughs> please leave. So, please leave. I would seriously no please response, leave, sir. I feel like they would. It would have been Increase very. Increase to warp nine. Finally. Yeah, so We're weird. still not at 965. So Thanks weird. Six hours. All right, 965. Uh, they they never... Does he even ask her if she gets a vibe off the crystalline entity? She definitely doesn't say she knows any, like, the crystalline entity feeling anything. Well, when they start communicating... Doesn't she say something? I think she surmises what it's, what it's, what its behavior indicates. She seems to be also a linguist, right? Anyway, I don't know. Uh, although you know, Darmok and Gelada, Tanagra, she wasn't much help there. No, she wasn't. <coughs> Lieutenant Worf, I don't think I've ever seen a more beautiful sight. I have a bottle of wine with me. Would you like to have some with me, Worf? <laughs> um, yeah, so they get there. It's good. It's in here. This look, when they come out of this cave to survey the damage that the crystallinity has done, yeah. it's very funny if you watch um, Michael Dorn's face okay. or Worf's face in this Worf seems to be going, what? I thought it always looked like this. <laughs> this, is, this is what it always, I've never, I've never seen it different. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't know why we were building a colony here. This place is a shithole. <laughs> like everybody's like, oh my God, the devastation. And Worf's like, I like it. <laughs> it's a good place to train. That's hey, that is a uh, that's a matte painting. I would love that one. And where would you put it, Andy? Um, over my fireplace. Sure. Okay, but what about the fact that it's probably I don't know, twenty feet long. All right, I put it on the other wall. <laughs> I have room there. Four, you have room for a matte painting? <laughs> a matte painting. We gotta get this guy his matte painting. I would love a I would love one, a Star two, Wars two, matte painting. I would take one from. We have uh, notified TNG, staff in command of our intention to pursue and investigate the crystalline entity. To that end, we have been joined by Dr. Kyla Ma, a xenologist who has made studying the entity her life's work. 
Welcome to the Enterprise. I'm Commander William Riker. Commander, Dr. Kyla Marr. We're glad you're here. You were on the surface during the attack? That's right. Remarkable. You and your group are the only known beings ever to survive an assault by the crystalline entity. We were lucky. I should say, and your android. He was there too. Lieutenant Commander Data was there, yes. Well, shall we get started? Glad to show you I think course. she's very good. Oh, oh she's great. To talk gear. to survivors so soon after an attack. I've been waiting years for this. I don't want to waste a moment more. Weird, by the way, that you'd have to hit the button for the turbo lift door because there's nothing else over there. Is that what they always do? No, but in this case, they did hit the button. I don't know. That's I don't know. so strange. But I just feel like if the turbo lift is on the f deck, it should just open. Or you hit a button, and a there should be like a couple beats, and then it opens. I just don't... It doesn't make any sense. It, uh, but I mean, look, they, 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 they walk and he stands. Talk to survivors so soon after an attack? I've been waiting years for this. I don't want to waste a moment more. I mean, maybe that's a beat. Maybe it was deck up. I mean, I guess theoretically it could be like, you know, a modern day elevator thing where it's like, I want to go to this quarter of the ship, the top quarter or the bottom quarter. So it's like an efficiency thing. But I feel like they would have figured that out by then. Well, I mean, it's essentially a wonka beta. It goes forward, backwards, up and down. Does it really? All around? <laughs> yeah, it's a wonka beta. Typical. Yeah. It could take years for anything glass? to grow again. Doctor. I ran a full spectrographic analysis section by section. <laughs> that look is, is the same entity. That look is a little much. Look at her, look at her, look at her, look away and go. Doctor, <laughs> I ran a full spectrographic analysis. It's nearly cross-eyed on that. That thing is talking. Not the take I would have used, but I get it. No. She's definitely indicating a lot. Concentrations of Kelvinite and Fistrium. We surmised that the entity was unable to penetrate that barrier. I would like to do interviews with each of the survivors. Collect as much specific detail as I can from their observations. Of course. And I'd like to inspect the remains of Malona Colony as soon as possible. Commander Davis got the jacket. The doctor to the surface. Yes. And the Picard again. If you again. don't mind, Captain, I prefer to choose my own team. Doctor, there is no one on this ship with more knowledge of the crystalline entity. Data Lord, that's the name of the episode. Uh -huh. He originated on Omicron Theta. I am aware of his origins. I'm very much aware that his brother, Lore, worked with the crystalline entity. Led it to Omicron Theta, where it killed every living thing. I don't think it's unreasonable that I should prefer to make another choice. You may request additional team members, but in the best interest of this investigation, I think you should work with Commander Data. As you wish, I Captain. love I love Troy here. She admits it to Picard. Look, I'm useless right now. Well. I don't think you need an empath to sense that woman's feelings. Or for any other reason There's on the ship. <laughs> Except when the story suits it. Perhaps you know, I'm also a Starfleet officer. I can do other things. <laughs> no? Okay. All right. If her discomfort is going to affect her judgment or her objectivity, I need to know now. That was the mistake, I think, with the character. From the, from, I guess from the like middle of the first season onward. 
because in the first episode in, in Encounter Farpoint, she's in a scant. Yeah. Right? So she's in uniform. Okay. I think it's once she gets into this casual sort of uh, this purple outfit, the blue outfit, you know, all these uh, other outfits that she has, this maroon thing. Okay. You sort of lose sight of the fact that she is a a capable Starfleet officer. And she's as a result, she's not a capable Starfleet she is. officer in Farpoint. She's constantly being rescued in that, isn't she? No. I mean, she's being rescued with everybody she's with. It's not just like she's lost by herself being she's rescued. She's always fallen apart because of the the power of the thing in pain. But I guess she's useful. But that's. The but end. what I'm saying is, like, she in that story, mm-hmm. you know, her empathic abilities, uh, you know, didn't work out. That the, you know, what I mean. But going forward, it's like the writers forget her. Like she could go to a science station. And yeah. like pull up some information for someone. It's really, good and it point. would be a very easy way to make use of this character that right. is seemingly hard to write into the show because they always looked at her as only a psychic who would ruin stories. Right. Uh, you're you're a hundred percent right. And also, you know, but but I'm, and I think that they this is a problem that does get solved eventually but not for another, I think, another season before she's back in a regular uniform. There's also an essential character problem, which is she has these abilities, but they also play her as someone... It's not the moral bent, but like it's in the direction of the morality of of a of a decent therapist. So she doesn't ever want to use her powers in a questionable way. And I feel like she should be a little bit more like flexible of like oh we're in danger or yeah it's I a, gotta... to that degree yes but also I think day to day ship operations she should be involved in like personnel decisions and stuff like that like she right. I think like they missed the they missed the boat on Troy in a number of ways and I think that in this episode particularly because she really does she's in the, every bridge scene in right. this episode, but she also doesn't have much to do again. It really would be interesting if she was super but competent in another like, area. But like, why not put her yeah. at the helm? Or you yeah. know, she's starfleet trained. She is. She's a lieutenant commander. Yeah, you're totally right. So it's like put. I, I think the mistake. Honestly, I think the mistake with Troy was putting her in not the uniform. That I think is You're the making mistake. her different from the other people. Making her because I Setting think, honest apart. to God, I think, I swear to God, I think that the writers and directors, they just, you just forget. They perceive her as like as her different. only job. Is they this perceive other her thing. as other, right? Rather than as a Starfleet officer. You know what they? Uh, have there been episodes like this? Um, I'm trying to think. Because there are episodes where it's like, all right, she has to lean on her empath powers more. Yeah. But are there episodes where, oh, she's on her own? You know, okay, you go down to a planet, you got data. He's going to do everything better than everybody you know else. But what if it's just her? You know what's interesting? Does she, is she doing engineering and You know stuff? what's interesting? Yes. Is I believe, actually, Disaster is the next episode. I believe we get to see her in a situation next episode where it's a little bit of what you're talking about. Oh, great. There you go. Um, Spoiler! I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I will say that, the, but it is interesting to me. It just really does always feel to me like, 
you know, we've said it before when we've watched episodes and been like, Troy's not in this. Of course she's not in this. The story would be gone in a second. Right. But, like, you could have her in it and just have her doing something else or other things. I think that's a really good point. Um, Also, that way you could lessen the power, her, her empath ability. So then you really could use the empath ability whenever you needed it. Right. But the way they portray her is her thing is being an empath and she's great at it, except that she never does anything or rarely does anything that's helpful. Unless the story specifically requires it. Exactly. I'm trying to think. It's almost a little bit like like Black Widow and, and Hawkeye. Like, well, they're regular human beings, but they have all this other competence and... Um, and yeah, like, but isn't Black Widow slightly enhanced? In the comics, I think at various points she may have been, mm. but essentially she started as. Um, but also, Black Widow has has manipulation and those abilities. Mm. Whereas Hawkeye mm. just has a bow, but he's also very good at aiming it. He's very good at aiming. Uh, I don't know if you because they're moving things, all sorts right. of things, and yeah. his arrows do tricks, and he can see things far away. His arrows are like the Loki of arrows; they're mischievous. <laughs> This I, I like this scene. Doctor. There is evidence of residual vitreous matter in the soil. It was not present before the entity's attack. Also, they do a whole they do a whole scene where she's holding the tricorder completely upside down. Really? Yeah, they do a whole uh, that she's like looking at it completely upside down. Doctor? Maybe that's the way she do it. No, nope, she's doing it correctly here. But then you'll see when she goes to Dr. scan Mar, that pillar. Yeah. You have made it clear I didn't that my need IMDb Goose to tell me that. However, I do not see how we can achieve our task if you continue to ignore me. Commander, I can hear everything you say to me. Maybe if she was... If there's anything worth my response, you can be sure I will not be silent. Maybe it's the equivalent of someone pretending they're on a cell phone call to not, not talk to somebody. By the way, it's <laughs> weird that she is holding it upside down because I have seen those props and they do have writing on them. Yeah. Like, it says this science, blah, 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 blah. So she is looking at it up. Your lack of interest in the Matt, acknowledge my cell phone joke. It's all news to me. Andy, that was a terrific cell phone joke. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't hear it. What did you say? I was saying maybe she's pretending uh, that, that it's like uh, someone on a on a fake cell phone call to not have a conversation <laughs> with the person that's there. She wants to get out of this date with yeah. Data. Oh, I got readings here. Oh, I got readings uh, here. That's work. I got to go. Thank you for going back for that. That's the Enterprise. Uh, I gotta go over here now. I found evidence of vitrium on the last three attack sites. It seems to be a residual that the entity produces after it absorbs living matter. I'm actually more interested in this cave. It still amazes me that your group was spared. As I have speculated, the presence of refractory metals. Refractory metals, yes, I know. On two separate occasions, settlers sought refuge in caves. This Some is, of them deeper than this one. kind of interesting. One. Yeah. Because they never really answer this, do they? If the crystalline entity is just protecting, thinks it's like, oh, Data must be like Lore, so I'll not kill him. Oh, I think we're just left to... I think it's written to let us believe the fact that it is the combination of the two elements that shielded it from the crystalline entity knowing it was they, they were there. The two, It's a science explanation and yeah, nothing yeah, to do yeah. with data. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. 
They perished anyway. Were those caves laced with kelvinite or fistrium? The tunnels on Forlet 3 had strong deposits of kelvinite, yes. Hmm. Then perhaps the combination of the two metals prevented the entity from... Perhaps it was you. Oh, wait, we missed it. Yes. They perished anyway. Were those Look caves laced tricorder. with kelvinite or fistrium? The tunnels on Forlet oh, wait, 3 not had down strong there. deposits of kelvinite, yes. Then perhaps the combination of the two metals prevented the entity from... Perhaps it was you. I swear to God, it was upside down. Maybe she takes it out again? I do not understand. It's Maybe nice. it was your presence that made the entity pass over the people in this cave. Did that occur to you? I like that she's, like, trying to be so cutting to this android. Yeah. <laughs> and then once he's like, no, she's like, oh, all right. <laughs> being rude. I cannot see what effect my being here would have had. If... You had been in contact with the entity. If that's the reason Malona was attacked, it surely wouldn't have killed its ally. Did you believe that I lured the entity here? Good. Did you? Great spinering, too. Mm -hmm. Because Lore betrayed the colonists on Omicron Theta, you believe that I am capable of the same behavior. You are mistaken, Doctor. My programming is distinctly different from Lore's. You don't understand. I am accusing you of collaborating with that monster. I do understand. And I am attempting to explain to you it is impossible. It's amazing. You can't feel anything, can you? Nothing I say to you hurts you. You're a scientist. That is true, Doctor. I'm getting a slight elevation on monocalladium particulates in this cave wall. Are you making note of it? Yes, Doctor. Upside down. My son died oh. on Omicron Theta. He was 16 this, when the colony was attacked. This is a good area for her to be that faking. That is the reason I've become an things. expert on the crystalline entity. I have spent my life studying it, tracking it, and hoping one day to find it. And if I learn you have been helping that thing in any way whatsoever, I will see to it that you are disassembled piece by piece. I like the music. Like, it's weird music to play in that thing. Right. Because it's not like we're going to find out that Data has been in contact with it. Like, you just know, I just as a viewer of Star Trek, that, like, that's not the case. And I think that the music sting in this particular instance was a little over the top. Yeah, I agree. Well, they needed an act break, and that music gave it to them. <laughs> hey, before you go to the next thing, there was Thank something... Thank God. Going back what to do the, you got, Andy? Going back to the earlier uh, scene, I just wanted to kind of scoop up. Um, uh, data... Hang on, hang on. Okay. Time for Andy's scoop-em-ups. <laughs> <laughs> um, scoops. Um... Do you like uh, the the big scoops, Fritos, or the tiny? Bigs, you know. Interesting. I like the big, Andy. Yeah. I gotta say, for their functionality or yes, some other reason. A little bit of both. Uh, often I find the a Frito is perfect on its own. Yeah. There are only three ingredients in a Frito. Look it up. It's delicious. I, I love agree. a Frito. They're perfect. They are they are a perfect snack item. Uh, you know when. Uh, Kula uh, brought chili when when right when we came home from the hospital. He brought uh, a big thing of chili over. Oh, nice. Uh, Is he good at making chili? It was great turkey chili. And uh, he brought a thing. Uh, apparently, Whole Foods uh -huh. makes the you know they have three six five that in store brand of theirs. 
of Fritos? They have them. Yeah. They have an in-store Whole Foods brand? has an in-store Frito scoop situation going on. How does it And compare? it was uh, delicious also. How does it differ? I don't think it differs much. Oh, interesting. But it was delicious, I have to say. So interesting. And it just, that was like... I, uh, would, be, I would be very cautious about a, a Frito's generic brand. As would I normally be. Yeah. But then when I had it, I was like, well, this is... Oh. And I proceeded to then eat the bag and not have it with the chili. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, don't don't tell Kula that. By the way. No, I mean, I had the chili, too, but separately. Andy, last night, <laughs> here's what I did, buddy. Okay. I, I got. I ordered these uh, from this uh, Instacart. been using Instacart a lot because sure. uh, we're not leaving the house too much. This is a, you know, like rice cakes. You're familiar with rice cakes. I have heard of them. Yeah. This is a weird, uh, this is, a, of course, Andy Scoops. This is the segment. Uh, <laughs> they made this chocolate thing. And I was like. This can't be good. I bet that's good. Right? It's a chocolate rice Let crisp. me just tell you. I wanted to have a handful of these. Okay. I ate the entire bag sitting here yeah. in approximately three minutes. Sure. And I felt so awful afterwards. Interesting. Do you but, think it's the uh, sugar? Oh, it was probably every combination of... I just shouldn't have done it. I thought Rice Crisps was supposed to be good for you. I mean, they're not uh, terrible for you. Rice Crisps is hard to say. <laughs> 13, look at uh, 3.5 servings per container, 120 calories. So I, I housed like 700 calories of Rice Crisps. Anyway, Andy, what were you saying about Star Trek? <laughs> Uh, for the record, uh, I like them both, but I enjoy the smaller one because there's more surface area for salt. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I, the, my preference on the scoop is the thicker. Cons- I like that. I like uh, that, that it's thicker. Th- that is nice. And, yeah. uh, and the functionality, obviously. Yeah. Anyway, this has been Andrew Secunda's TNG scoops. <laughs> the thing I was going to say before was um, everybody's running from the crystalline entity. Yeah. The old man falls. The lady's like, Riker! Yeah. Riker hands the kid to Data, the super fast, super strong. Oh, my God. Andy, where were you on that earlier? That's amazing. Artificial creature. And then he runs back. Data would have saved everybody. Yes. Wow. Out of ego. <sighs> Pure ego decision by Riker. Or hunger. He just wanted dessert. Dessert. Oh, he wanted. He's to, like, if I save her, so, oh, I dessert. Get dessert. She's gonna make her actual dessert. <laughs> that was why he was really angry when she died. Oh, now I'm not gonna get the dessert. Oh, man, all that chicken curry gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, doctor. We've input all the data you collected on the surface. Just a minute, commander. I have some cellulose greetings from soy. By the way, I like. That weren't included. I like engineering scenes that um, aren't in a crisis. Okay. I like just casual engineering scenes. Sure. And this is a casual engineering scene. So, as a result, I like it. You handle that unit like a veteran doctor. One thing about spending your life gathering information, you learn your way around computers. Hydrocarbons slightly elevated, vitreous filaments in trace amounts, lanthanides, nitrates, all normal. Nothing different. Everything falls within the parameters I established at the other attack sites. Were you expecting a different result this time, Doctor? I've never surveyed a site so soon after an attack. I thought maybe I'd find something new, something that would make a difference. Doctor, have you ever scanned your samples for gamma radiation? Why would I do that? 
We are seeing high-energy reactions that may show up in a gamma scan. It may be the Hulk. And if they do, we might find a pattern, a kind of marker left behind by the... Or some kind of Bruce Banner experiment. Frankly, I just don't see what that would get us. What is gamma radiation? Oh, the uh, stones put out gamma radiation. Something like that. I forget. Well, that's why they brought Banner. That's why they wanted Banner and Iron... This is talking about Avengers, the first Avenger movie. Banner and Iron Man. Yeah. They're scanning for gamma radiation, remember? Oh, yeah, that's why they bring On the helicarrier. I feel like, going going to your kind of Worf is never Worf, I feel like they kind of play Banner as a little bit of a dummy compared to everybody else. It can do certain things. You know what it is? always screws things up. (laughs) He just doesn't read as smart as the guys. (laughs) I feel like it's Mark Ruffalo's problem. Hmm. It's not that Mark Ruffalo... I'm not saying Mark Ruffalo's not smart. Mark Ruffalo has just such a kind softness like to him vulnerable yeah like, yeah. That, like it's just hard to like play genius or read genius that is a really good point in some ways uh dr strange and i guess it makes sense because because uh, uh benedict cumberpatch's like his wheelhouse is kind of uh, almost autistic geniuses yeah stark light right uh but just like a little bit emotionally shut down and that really is what banner originally was he was more of like kind of a uh, you know that's you know, interesting that you nerd. say that that is that is a characterization i would the stephen strange characterization minus the grand you know sorcerer supreme right. yeah aspect of it is would be a great banner yeah Huh. All right. This has been Marvel Minute. <laughs> Tune in for Marveling with Matt and Andy. Hope you guys are enjoying the digressions. Getting that readout Because we have no control over them. None. We don't talk. If we try a Nerddom just pours scale, out of us. Better resolution. How do you feel about Jordy's tiny smile at the end of this scene? Loved it. This goes so it's great. It's like, see what I'm saying? Yeah. Doctor. He was in the uh, conference room. He saw what a jerk she was being to his so best friend. So true. Wait, a what's sharp spike at 10 keV. I don't know. <laughs> Another. A pattern. So we know the entity leaves antiprotons behind. If it also deposits antiprotons in space as it travels, can we detect? Shouldn't antiprotons be called negatons? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go. Sure, we can set the ship's lateral sensors for gamma radiation. Well. Let's get. Imagine a, this is a very stupid. Hi, Andy. Let's just be nerds for one second. Okay. What if there was a bad transformer called Negatron, and all he did was neg people? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I gotta go. This will never work. <laughs> oh, what a stupid idea! <laughs> it seems I owe you thanks, Commander. Andy. I don't like those pants. Who did the first experiments with gamma scans? I never read that. It wasn't in any of his records. That is correct, but I possess much of his knowledge. He was working on new detectors at the time of the attack. Oh, he does hit it. And wait, great. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> What do you mean? I heard you'd been programmed with the experience. I thought the to me the issue is uh, why do they have to hit it? Well, that was my issue too. It should just sense like when the turbo lift is there and people are in front of it, the door should just open. Unless it's a it's Unless a hallway it's like thing. busy, it's like up on the second deck. It could or be something. a hallway thing that like, you know, if to stop like if people Wait, are walking. You're telling past me it. that you're telling me that in 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 the TNG timeline. Yeah. 
um, door sensors that have been on grocery stores since the 60s yeah. have not advanced. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> saying... I accidentally let cats out. No, I'm saying uh, if you're if it, there's like a turbo lift in a, in a straight straightaway hallway, yeah. like and it's in the middle, that maybe it's like... Although it really should be able to say, oh, it's ha- this person has forward momentum right. and not stopping at the elevator. Did the first experiments this one is, scans. I think, I in a hallway like you're saying. Yep. No, it's, that's, that's in a little alcove, like too. Says, well, it's an alcove, yeah. It's not. But the alcove should he be where the sensors are. Guys, let's fix it. That's the thing I want the most out of this new Picard show. If I show. was George Lucas, I would go back in and remove the alcove and open the door with a computer. And inside of it would be Jabba the Hutt. I want to take his arm out when he reaches <laughs> over and turns it on. You know, I never wanted him to reach over. I saw a really funny thing on, uh, on uh, Instagram <laughs> that was... Uh, him and like I think Bob Iger and all the other people. Iger and Mark Hamill and uh, Billy D. Williams and Harrison Ford. No, no, I, I think it was the executives that were that had made the new Star Wars. Maybe it was J.J. Abrams, and it was him in front of the Millennium Falcon. It was like the dish is wrong on this. They, they, <laughs> well, oh, is it the square dish? Like is it the square dish? Quads, yeah, just uh. like and and I think Bob Iger or somebody is, is like, yeah, these are from the new movies. The dish is wrong. It's still wrong. The dish is wrong. <laughs> like it's for really. Fun. Detectors at the time of the attack on Omicron Theta. I'd heard you'd been programmed with the experiences of the colonists, but frankly, I find it hard to believe. Bridge. What kind of scientist is this lady? I think she's an emotional scientist. That's not a good scientist. Well, you're right. Is it? Scientists out there, sound off. Scientists, you use your emotions. (laughs) To make decisions. I don't think that you use your emotions to go, I'm refuting this fact that has been said to me that has been confirmed. <laughs> well, it was not confirmed. She's confirming it now. Uh-huh. To provide me with an amalgam of the colonists' memories. So she's saying the other people that told it to her may have been incorrect. Yeah. All right. I feel like her emotions are getting in the way. There. A spike. At 10 KEV. And again... It's the same pattern we saw in engineering. Um, is super excited about this because he gets to make modifications to torpedoes. Mr. Data, can you project a course from it? Yes, sir. All right, so they can track it. And uh, here we go. Require some reprogramming, but with your permission, I'll give the calculations to Lieutenant Worf. Reprogram the torpedoes, Mr. Worf. Let's hope we don't have to use them. I beg you. Yeah, I wish he. I wish he wasn't editorializing, because yeah. there'd be no conflict in this episode <laughs> if he didn't editorialize right there, reprogramming the torpedoes. <laughs> All right, Doctor, thank you for your work. <laughs> like this episode then has no, no sure. drive whatsoever. <laughs> Very funny. It'd be funny if instead he, he he did something in between. He was like, but I think we all know how we feel about using them. Yes, and she, she yes, it. Captain. And she we gets sure it do. <laughs> <laughs> If we can possibly avoid firing on it, then I would hope. Aren't it would you be... going to kill it? Perhaps you should join me in my ready room. Cool. Oh, I like what you've done here with the torpedo. Will, you should get some sleep. I don't understand. <laughs> Why are we pursuing the entity if not to destroy it? Will, you seem it? pissed off about something, Doctor. <laughs> Will, your hair seems weird. To exact revenge. What do you propose? We track it down, greet it warmly, 
and ask it if it would mind terribly not ravaging any more planets. Where's your deny where's your air horn mask? I know. Would have been a great air horn moment. Oh, the USS Airhorn. <laughs> Drop out of wharf. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, there's another ship coming in. <laughs> Let's oh, kick no. their asses. The <laughs> I hate us right now. But I look on that as a last resort. Why? Why not just kill it? This is Captain Picard being with it. as good as Captain Picard can be. What? We know from our own experience that our shields will protect us. So long as we are in no danger, I will make every effort to communicate. To what end? If we can determine what its needs are, we might find other sources to supply it. Its needs are to slaughter people by the thousands. It is nothing but a giant killing machine. Doctor, the sperm whale on Earth devours millions of cuttlefish as it roams the oceans. It is not evil. It is feeding. The same may be true of the entity. That would be small comfort for those who have died to feed it. We're not talking about cuttlefish. We're talking about people. I would argue that the crystalline entity has as much right to be here as we do. Now, Commander Data has some theories on how we might communicate. Please confer with him. In your son's voice, if you prefer. You could also do my voice and take over the ship. <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> or Jerry Lewis. This is a bad, hilariously... Bad, bad, bad pantomiming of guitar playing. Oh, is it? Yes. I, I wouldn't know. I felt like he was doing a decent job. Because I wouldn't know. The, mo- the thing that more strikes me here's, is how, here's, here's what you can, you can, how long it is. Here's this is what such a long you. scene. If you're looking, look, listen for the uh, the open E at the top. It's the the first string. Okay. And he's and watch his hands, and he's doing bar chords when he's playing that open E. It just doesn't make any sense. Curious how the long slide this that is. didn't happen. Now open E, open E, open, open E. Come in. Still I, I look. I'm just saying. Uh, in any case, here's Wonderwall. By the way, yeah, should he be spending any time based on the impending disaster? He can run background calculations. Shouldn't his hands be doing something too? Maybe he's wirelessly communicating with the ship without. A, maybe he plug. Maybe his. I'm sure maybe his when he sits is, in that chair, there's yeah. like a plug, a socket on the back. <laughs> <laughs> and he plugs into the ship. I'm sure his brain is doing some a million other calculations. I just wonder, shouldn't his hands be doing something? Our brains do no calculations, Andy. They sure don't. That's why we just talk and talk and talk about whatever might come to mind. Welcome to Star Trek, the next conversation. Because <laughs> we're always about we're always about the next conversation. <laughs> it's true. true. I've experimented with producing vibrations and crystals by means of graviton pulses, like tapping on a crystal goblet. Exactly. I will call up the results I've achieved thus far for you to study. All right. Commander, just what kind of memories do you retain of the colonists? I do not possess the minute-to-minute remembrances of each person. But I have their browsing history. Although the more intense recollections are... (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) 
<laughs> your son was your 16 year old son yes uh, <laughs> he was Mark. very into big booties <laughs> yes I do I see and his journals side note uh, love the uh, I think the uh, her outfit very frequently the civilian outfits are ridiculous I agree with that by the way Andy it's a really solid like oh that's what someone would wear in the future it's a little bit different but it's still dignified she's a scientist the whole thing works and she has a uh, like three or four of them that's right yeah and I think they uh, they all look uh, aesthetically not uh, like pajamas I wonder at what point this is kind of a Jingwei hair she's got going. I really wonder where I really was thinking you were going to say. I wonder at what point they stopped wearing jeans. <laughs> that's what I, thought you were, I thought you were like, wistfully. How come that's not on any of the Star Trek chronology uh, hey, time Wait, Where did they stop charts? wearing jeans? This is when Khan Noonien sung, and this is when they stopped wearing jeans. And <laughs> I mean, uh, Spock and Kirk look great in jeans uh, in uh, City on the Edge of Forever, you know, when they're back in time and they got to wear jeans and flannels. I somehow remember them wearing pants. Are you sure they were wearing jeans? No, I'm not. <laughs> Yes. You don't dispute the flannel. I was no, the flannel they were Thank definitely you. wearing. Yeah. Phew. Yeah. Do you know? Did he blame me? Blame you? For for going She's away, good. for leaving him on Omicron. She's really good. Really good. There are no records of any blame against you. I left him with friends. She was in. I chose to pursue TV my own career. series. Called the Pirates of Darkwater in '92. Do you remember that? I don't remember the Pirates of Darkwater. How many episodes of the Pirates of Darkwater? I'm very curious what that was. How many there episodes? Was... Please tell me it was 12. I'm guessing she was in eight. Oh, this is a cartoon. I think it's a yeah. cartoon. That's well, I still don't remember it. Uh, how many episodes? There were three seasons. Oh wow! I don't remember it at all. I don't know. Something in the vicinity of 21 episodes. So then they hear uh, a hail from a from a ship that's getting uh, destroyed. Here's what's weird about the crystalline entity: it does nothing to the ship itself when they go to the ship. It's like the ship's fully intact. What do you mean when they prepare the ship? Team. Like they go to the ship that the hails them that says we're being attacked. Oh like, yeah, yeah, totally. Just like totally, it it, it destroys it, the whole planet, but it but leaves like the ship, the ship is like in perfect condition. Like it sucks Riker out there. Fucking commander, I think we have a new ship. <laughs> Conducted a thorough survey of the alien ship Callisto. By the way, thank you. This is my kind of captain's log. I don't have to see him go to the stupid ship. I don't have to design a whole new ship. Right. We just get the information we need. It's great. They should do that more often. And has returned to the Enterprise to report. Because I feel feel like in a lot of cases, they'd be like, (laughs) Commander Riker has beamed over with an away team. Then we go to them on the fucking ship. Just repeat. There's nothing here. Yeah. (laughs) And then they beam back up. Yeah. I agree, Matt. Use the captain's log to forward the story. Yes. Pretty much as we expected, sir. You idiots. Not a trace of anything. <laughs> yeah, dumb dumbs. <laughs> it's really a good episode. Not even a seed in their greenery storage. Warp and impulse engines are down, sir, but they can be restarted. I'm sorry, did you say wharf engines? No, <laughs> sir, I said warp. I think you said wharf. Guys, didn't he say wharf? Wharf. Wharf, please. A skeleton crew could take the ship to a starbase. No, we don't have time for that now. 
Mr. Warp, send a message to the nearest starbase. Ask them to dispatch a crew. I'm sorry, did you say Ask Mr. Warp? Mr. LaForge, make certain that we're still picking up the gamma radiation patterns of the entity. Aye, sir. Have you and Commander Data made any progress in finding a means of communication? I believe so. There are some things to iron out. Please, keep working at it. We may need it soon. I found it easy. Now, Andy, the uh, the turbo lift at the Star Trek experience yes. was much larger than this, you know, to accommodate the party you were with. Okay, but it, like the walls were the same carpeting, and uh, the Klingons are attacking the Enterprise when you're in the turbo lift. So the turbo lift's like shaking. Cool. Um, really, just a just a hoot. Uh. My only wish, by the way, is that I had not taken the behind-the-scenes tour before I took rode the ride. It was just the timing of it. I took the oh, behind-the-scenes tour. Oh, yeah, because definitely. Because then it not me. knowing how the beam-up happens, Yeah, I can't even imagine what I would have felt if I would have... How, does it, how did it work? Uh, it was... Uh, you were in... You were at the... Essentially, you would board the motion simulator. You'd be in line for boarding the motion simulator ride. Uh-huh. But then, all of a sudden, it would go dark. Uh, and then you'd like bunch of you'd see flashes. Mm-hmm. And what would happen when it went dark was the and you'd feel a rush of air. Mm-hmm. So and but what was happening was the f- the ceiling and walls were being removed. The ceiling was going this way. The walls were going up. And then the lights would come on, and you'd be in the transporter room. Oh my god, that's and so it was great. like such a cool. Cool sensation. And the transporter room, you was, would then walk. It was to like the transporter four, and then you'd go from the transporter room. They, the crew member in there, would be talking to Riker, uh-huh. and you'd be taken to the turbo lift. So you'd go out into the corridor to the right, go to the turbo lift, turbo lift up to the bridge. Oh my god, this sounds so great! This it is was so fantastic. much more elaborate than I thought it would be. Why didn't they keep it? They, they would keep making money on that. Uh, it was like all a the licensing. stupid things they keep. It in was Vegas. a whole licensing thing. Ugh. CBS is a little too precious with their fucking Star Trek license. I, I will say that. About what happened to you? Seems like they're robbing themselves of money. I've read stories uh, about soldiers in the battlefield, wounded, dying. They call out for their mothers. And I've often wondered if my son called out for me. You wouldn't have had time. I don't know if you've seen the uh, saw the old guy and that lady die. More likely, it just completely. Wondering why I didn't come to him. Again, great performance. Tough. uh, It's tough. It's a tough uh, scene. Oh, I wanted to play. What if there's an adjustment they made in terms of how they cast things, or if they threw more money at guest stars, or why? What do you mean? I don't know. The 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 guest star casting in the in the initial few seasons is so terrible generally. No, but those scripts are terrible. Uh-huh. I don't feel like that's it. I feel like it, the scripts are terrible and the people are so over the top. Well, look, it's hard to play old uh-huh. and then young. Well, so that, that admiral guy. <laughs> sure, it's really not just that a problem. guy. All Isn't it mostly that guy? I don't know. I wonder if they got a different <laughs> casting person at some point. Yeah. Or if it was just a change in... I bet making it so could answer that. Yeah. Oh, I, no one can see my boots on this. 
He does. He does. He does. He does. That's a classic. I, I don't want people to see I, him. That's so a cash. nice little touch, by the way. Yeah. I like that. I like that he has his feet up, and then someone comes and he takes his foot. Come. That foot up is a very non-Picard thing. Or is it super Picard? That's we never it. see Picard like that. That's true. You know, I liked it. I like that he does that. It's still headed for the Brechtian cluster. <laughs> He's really They're leaning back into that, well. into that pad, really enjoying oh, it. One thing, number one. Starfleet will be notifying Carmen Vere's parents of her death and returning her personal effects. Would you care to enclose a letter? Yes, sir. I'd like that very much. <laughs> also, like, how does Something. how does the Picard's ready room door know that Remember, he wants to have a dramatic pause? <laughs> so true. Oh, <laughs> uh, this guy's got something else to say. Not letting you leave, Riker. You speak freely, sir. Of course. I've been thinking maybe Dr. Mars, right? <laughs> it would have been hilarious if you went to the door and it did open and you saw the two goober uh, helmsmen yeah. and, uh, and ops guys just looking yeah. like, hey, it's what's going now. on? He's not coming out. And he turns back. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Continue to kill unless we stop it. I don't want those deaths on my conscience. I love that Riker comes up against him. Are you sure that that's it, number one? Yeah. Really oh, effective drama. You understand everybody's perspective. Oh my god! Look at this! Look at this! Look at this goof! Reveal after this is a you know I'm watching on Amazon Prime and they have the IMDb stuff. Here, yeah. Here's revealing mistake. After Picard asks Riker to write a letter for Carmen's parents, Riker steps in front of the ready room door, but it doesn't open. As if it knew he hadn't decided to leave yet. Only after Riker chats further with Picard does the door seem to sense his intent to leave and open dutifully. Hilarious. We are just as good as the internet. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a raw cadet. I liked his I've retort. lost people on missions before. If we take time to try to communicate with this thing, we may lose our chance to destroy it. And I don't think we can risk that. Great voice this guy has. I think I'll go write that letter to Carmen's family. Talk about how great her, their daughter wasn't making desserts. Eh, maybe it's not the right time. Ask for some we dessert recipes. Maybe I could do that. Station to vary the emissions we direct toward the entity. I'll write a subroutine that will allow us to change the frequency of the graviton beam. Data? I feel like Data would check her work, by the way. You told me <laughs> you carried some of my son's memories. That is correct, Doctor. What can you tell me about Rennie? What were those thoughts? Was he happy at all on Omicron Theta? I have some vivid memories of sporting events. He played Parisi Squares with a group of his schoolmates. Rennie started Parisi Squares when he was young, too young, really. But the older children kept asking Parisi to Squares play. and Ambo Jitsu. <laughs> the most nerdy of all games. 3D chess. I feel like Parisi Squares is worse. You've got like things on your fingers, you're like just shaking your head around and and there's a bunch of digital readouts. It's more nerdy. Yeah. That's not Parisi Squares, is it? Oh, is that not Parisi Squares? Parisi Squares is the game that people get injured playing. <laughs> oh, what is the thing that I'm thinking of? You're thinking of, uh, what's his face with that guy that's testing the ship? Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking of. But... Yeah, but I don't remember what that oh, is. Oh, you're right. It's yeah. more of a... Whatever it is. <laughs> uh, Stratagema. 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 That is the most nerdy of all yeah. games. Keep him away. Yeah. 
He had this natural gift. Yes. He was pleased to have won a championship emblem. He wrote me about that. He was so proud. Uh... So, rubbing bows, Tommy. What I have of him is there, inside your head. I was wondering if you would talk to me in his voice. Unless it's weird. I know you have the ability to. Oh, it's not weird. I'm an android. Isn't that right? It is true, Doctor. But what would you have me say? Uh, Mom, I forgive you. You're great. I love you. Something from Mom, I forgive you. You're great. Uh, please feel no guilt towards what you've done to me. <laughs> I'm at a better place. Many of his journal entries took the form of letters to family and friends. What a lame journal entry. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Mom, page one. I am. <laughs> I could access one of those. Yeah, would she receive that? She just wants to hear him. It takes him a while. Takes a while takes to pull this up. I took my last exam today. But it's perfect. I think I did all right on everything except cellular biology. <laughs> Do you, but that's data adding the huh. You know what I mean? Like he's reading. I know. It's very strange. Just laughing. He's giving a little bit of a performance he does. to it. He really does. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the acting part of data it'd be funny if he made a lot of bad choices where he's just like laughing maniacally in the middle I, think, I think that's what he would have done I don't see how I'm ever going to use that stuff in a couple of weeks a bunch of us are going Wonder on an archaeological was, dig in the mountains if this was it was more ADR and they matched to data's well it's really we're on lips uh, we're on her right now. but then we see him a little worry, bit Mom. at the top they're looking out for him oh, yeah. they're really great people and I like them a lot. But they're kind of serious. They don't have your sense of humor, Mom. I haven't seen a lot of her humor. Well, she's broken inside, Andy. All right. So the story's you. about. Right. <laughs> tough. That's tough. And meanwhile, the captain has a log. By 129.2, we are still in pursuit of the crystalline entity. Data and Dr. Marr are prepared to attempt communication with the being when we intercept it. I will admit to some uncertainty about the prospect. It could prove to be a scientific triumph or a catastrophe. Commander, the Brechtian cluster is now five light years away. Are we still picking up the entity's pattern? Yes, Commander. But sensors have not yet locked onto its exact whereabouts. Captain, we are reasonably sure it's between here and the Brechtian cluster. If I start emitting the graviton beam now, it may serve as a lure, a kind of beacon. Make it so. We'll start with a pulse width of five nanoseconds. Frequency, one pulse per second. Commencing graviton emissions now. No change in sensor readings. Let's ramp the frequency. Emissions now at 10 pulses per second. Sir. What is it? You have something. A large mass. Approaching at warp speed. Full stop. Isaac, Doctor, continue emitting the signals. Mr. Wolf, on screen. It's time for that famous line. <laughs> Shields up. <laughs> That's not it. Nope. Magnify. <laughs> there it there is. There it is. It's <laughs> What's it doing? Checking us out. 
Possibly. Just as we Everything's not that. a dating situation, Riker. Dr. Marty wished to change the frequency. Dr. Mark. Yes, yes, proceed, Commander. Changing to 20 pulses per second. No, um... Whatchamacallit? No, uh, it's hard to say. Like, they play the music and everything. It's played like, I guess, as a misdirect that she's fascinated by it. Um, rather than, like... Hating it. Yeah. Yeah. It isn't. Yeah, it's interesting. You know You know why it's... The, the, the people that are the most impressive is guest stars is they fall right into the universe in a way that's grounded and authentic mm-hmm. in terms of... Like, she is an even more complicated thing because she's got all this stuff going on and driving her. So usually the guest star has to be acting off-kilter to some degree. But the people that come in... And I find, like, so many of the Admiral guest stars don't pull this off and just play it like a professional the way that the, a person in that position would act. Like, she has gravitas. She's not acting all weirded out by any of the sci-fi stuff. You know, even in that moment, she's, like, has stuff going on inside. But she, she and in the writing, too, she's she plays it like, oh, yes, please, continue, Commander. Like, in a really grounded, I don't know, normal scientific way. It's really nice. Um, Yeah, but then, like, she just uh, she gets a taste for blood, and. 30 pulses per second. More going on than we knew. Captain, I'm reading a transmission from the entity, a series of graviton pulses. It seems to be saying, please don't kill me. response to our signal. Please don't kill me. (laughs) (laughs) I know not what I do. I was just trying to save myself. (laughs) My son was killed once. (laughs) I believe so, sir. But it will take some time to decipher the patterns. Then it's possible. Communication. Understanding. Let me try something else. A continuous graviton beam. No, this hurts me. <laughs> Please, my mother isn't here. <laughs> she, she, left <laughs> she left me for her career as a crystal goblet. <laughs> Doctor, return to the intermittent signal. This is the thing that's... Troy says, maybe it doesn't like what we're doing. Right. Like, she can't even sense it. Give her, allow her to sense the crystalline entity to ground Picard's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they wanted to, I guess they wanted to leave it vaguer so that the theme is, it definitely is fascinating that the theme is like, even if it had worked and they started to communicate with it, do you let it go? It still like has destroyed, it killed thousands of people. Like, what do you do with it? Right, but it's not operating a malicious intelligence. You know what I mean? We don't know that. Yeah, though. but it's like you know, if a bear kills people, look, the bear's people just hungry. Hear it? Um, well, if it's in the woods, no. Yeah, but we don't know that it's even like that. We don't know what's. It's clearly. Well, I think we're trying to on, establish that. Andy. They communicated on some. It I seems understand. like you're taking the Riker stance here. I, all I'm saying is, even if they communicate with it, unless they communicate with it in a way that Andy, really says you are so bloodthirsty. I'm. I mean, I just want to see him shoot those torpedoes. Pew pew. <laughs> Wait, I could have done that. Why did you? Why, I don't know. I just. I just wanted to see it. Why did you it. shake it to death? Vibrations <laughs> are increasing. Doctor Mars, stop the transmission. That is an order. Dr. Ma, do you hear me? 
It's for you, Rennie. I did it for you. Mr. Data, shut down the transmission. Vibration amplitude is increasing. It can't last much longer. I cannot stop the graviton signal, Captain. Dr. Mar has isolated the access code. Maybe I can create an override sequence, shut it down from here. The amplitude is still rising, Captain. Resonance is approaching critical. I can't override... I'm going to say, it's a clever like way to destroy it. I feel like it could be like, computer, deactivate all graviton emissions, command override, 6734, like Picard, like Delta 4. It feels like he could have done something like that. But, you know, not for the story. Yeah. Program, and it's going to take some time. Never hurt anyone again. Perhaps I should escort the doctor, sir. Fine, but don't leave her unattended. Please come with me, doctor. Of course. bit of a left turn but i really think she grounded grounds yes, performance I think very I, nicely I, I agree with you also andy for now i will stay with you doctor the bald guy is in my chair <laughs> they don't need me how long will you live data there has been no predetermined limit placed on my existence doctor <sighs> i'm glad as long as you're alive, he'll be alive. I need your help, Data. In what way, Doctor? Like you did before. Tell me that you understand, Rennie. That you know I, I did it for you. Because I love you. Because I wanted to give you peace at last. I do not find such a file in your son's journals, Doctor. However, from what I know of him, by his memories and his writing, I do not believe he would be happy. He was proud of your career as a scientist. And now you have destroyed that. You say you did it for him. But I do not believe he would have wanted that. Yeah. no. 16-year-old kid wouldn't yes. be happy his mom got vengeance for him. I believe your son would be very sad now. Look, I am sorry, you doctor. put it in data. Data's going to interpret how data interprets it. Mm -hmm. Maybe funny you should have asked data before you blew it up. <laughs> it's true. It's been funny if data said all that to him in the kid's voice again. I'm not happy with you, mom. I feel like you ruined your career. Mom, I'm sad. Now I was really proud. Not only am I dead, but I'm also sad now. <laughs> Good job, Mom. That's what he says. <laughs> Mom, you made me dead and sad. At first I was just sad. Dead. Now I'm dead and sad. Anyway. Bye. Um, Great job, Andy. Great time, job uh, to you, Matt. Time to give it an MVC. It sure is.
It's the NPC, yeah, the NPC. Only Matt and Mandy know who it's gonna be. Will it be Data, Riker, Troy, or Dr. Crusher? If you don't like who they pick, just remember that this podcast is free. Here's a question. Is, um, yes, sir. Is the, the visiting doctor a member of the crew? I don't see how she would be the most valuable. I don't know. She uh, she figured out a lot of stuff about the entity. No, and, she didn't. Uh, Data did it all. Data did everything. Yeah, I guess Data's so. been working on a way to communicate it. Data figured out that there are GANS radiation that you can track it with. Data figured out where the cave was to hide everybody. Data is the MBC. There's no question in this one, Andy. Worf made the adjustment to the torpedoes we never all used. All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's Data. Very good. Very good. The Andes. Or some other method of ranking. We're working on it. We both we both, <laughs> we both took a talk breath for each other. Uh, look, I think this talk is a, breath. This is did a, you just did you just coin that? Yes, I did. A talk um, breath. Nice. I think that I, this is very solid science fiction, in my opinion. I agree. I think it's a well written story. I think it's a it's a good story. I think it's very cleverly done using a thing that we know about uh, data's past um, and putting the most emotionless thing we have with the most emotional person on the ship at the time oh yeah really smart that dichotomy is fantastic yeah I really think it's a very solid episode great guest star great performance well written she, you know, she's the most grounded. She might be the best guest star performance we've seen yet, Andy. Um, this is Ellen Gear, by the yeah. way, that we've been gushing over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, just journeyman actress, been in a million things. Um, she does it for the craft. And mostly known for her voice in the Pirates of Starkwater. <laughs> um, she was in Beauty and the Beast, Falcon Crest. She was in Moonlighting. I don't remember her in Moonlighting. Uh, Voyagers, Chips, and several episodes. Um, but uh, no second acclaimed fame. I'm sorry, Miss, Miss Gear. Um, well, from now on, though, did Harold this is her second acclaimed to fame. That she, this is, a, there's so many people, this will be their, their second yeah. acclaimed fame when I do all my other. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, yeah, she's great. Uh, and really, one of the one of the key things about why this episode is sort of impressive is that ending. They yeah. just lose. They nice destroy the crystalline entity, and then we just gotta sit with it and mull on it. Yeah, it's really effective. Look what we've done. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, I give this episode a uh, eight point five. An eight point five. I was gonna give it an eight. Do I want to give it an eight point five? I'm gonna give it an eight. And, All right. I, and I th- and it's not because I don't think it's really effective. I think it's just one of those things where I sort of feel like I've given things 8.5s that are like, grab me even more. But this is just solid. Yeah, but it's so like it's hard to point to any faults in this episode. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're about the same. Um, and that's it. That is it for now. But next week, Andy, we're going to watch a little episode called Disaster. Let's okay. take a gander at the trailer. Very good. Uh, shall we? Exciting. Bring the volume up. 
A catastrophic blast rocks the Enterprise. I think we should assume the worst, that everyone on the bridge is dead. Every man, woman, and child is in danger. I'm going into labor. And everyone Take must up. risk the impossible to survive. Dana! The lift's falling. Hang on! All decks break for impact. Deadline oh, to disaster on helm. Star Trek The Next Generation. The new helm person got a got a, a trailer moment. That's pretty exciting. I think she said break for impact. Um, <laughs> well, you, brace. You blew it, new helm. <laughs> You're out of here. <laughs> um, Andy's looking forward to that. That yeah. episode, if I remember correctly, uh, it's the Poseidon adventure on the Enterprise. Oh, that's great. Seems yeah. like like Picard's in the in the Jeffrey's tubes doing some stuff. Yeah. It's actually the turbo lift, Andy. He's oh, in the is that turbo, turbo lift. lift. Oh, he must have. You'll find out more that next button. week on Captain Picard Day. I didn't Uh-oh. mean. I didn't mean to cut the engines. The engines. What's happening, Jordy? <laughs> we're we're delisting. Secunda to Jordy. What happened, sir? This is why you shouldn't be at warp nine all the time. Oh, uh, if I go to window, Andy, and I reopen the last closed window. Okay. Uh, then I, then he's I doing it, guys. He's opening the last closed oh, window. I ruined it, which is my favorite. Not the right one. Long story my short, favorite psychological thriller, 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 thriller night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have so much fun here. Just tune in next week and enjoy. Just, she was just uh, another terrific episode. She was uncredited in Irreconcilable Differences, starring Ryan O'Neill and Shelley Long, and. And a and a uh, a baby Drew Barrymore. I really have got to finish this episode. I have things to do. It's one o'clock. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right, Andy. Yes. I know what we were trying to do. We were uh, trying to head back on into the president's circle. Sure were. You know, because we got to say howdy and hello to everybody uh-huh. who uh, has been a patron uh, this month, who are enjoying uh, all the Marvel breakdowns we do, just like this show, but longer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's a discovery breakdowns again, just like this show, similarly length. We just went to the back door. Boy, the engine sounds super loud. Am I crazy? I don't know. Talk to Jordy. Is it playing in multiple thingamajiggies? It is. Let me just pull these engines down a little bit. Better, better, better. All right, Andy. It's time to say thank you to a few people. I'm excited. If you uh, would like to join the President's Circle, head over to patreon.com forward slash... Patreon.com forward slash Star Trek We're the worst at, at, at promoting ourselves. Why can't I zoom? Oh, I can do it right here. All right, Andy, are you ready? I here sure we am. go. Thank you to the following members Anders Peterson, Lieutenant Jeff Gannon, Lynn Perdue, Lieutenant Sir Reginald Pennybottom, heard from him earlier, Jet Jurgens. Over there is Colin Chaddock. Oh, it's Derek Atkinson, Lieutenant John Callahan, Matthew Tiberius Burns, Lieutenant Glenn Wakeley, uh, Brian Rowinkle, Brandon Davis, Josh Monroe, Jush. 
Josh Jush Moreau, Lieutenant Frederick Rombouts, Daryl Noy, Lieutenant Chris Allen, uh, Kately M, Rob Clark, Dustin Carnahan, Dono, Tyson Klein, Lieutenant Catherine, Jeff Morris, Lieutenant Joshua Kine, uh, Elizabeth Brandt, Ryan, Kaisa, no, I'm sorry, Casilla, uh, Matthew Norris, Jesse Elliott, Adam McCall, Brian McDonald has been enjoying marveling. Has he? I'm Lu- sure. Lieutenant <laughs> Stephanie Venu. Oh, wait. Stefan Stay- Ve. What is the end of that? V. I think she's just messing with us. Hang on. And okay. Stefan Viano. Stefan Viano. I like it. There you go. Uh, Jan Leppard. Nick. Dan Billing. Lance Daniel Hepper. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Mark. Pomperwitz. If you want us to pronounce your name, please write the phonetic pronunciation next to your name in where you enter your name. You can write anything parenthetically next to your name, and Andy will read it. Alexander Cruz. Not anything. Uh, <laughs> no, pretty much. Karen Lance. I think you skipped somebody. Uh, so no, I here. didn't. I said Alexander Cruz, and then you were supposed to say... I didn't read her, though. I did. I took two. Oh, you did? Yeah, I've ruined you. All right. Cody w- Wappenkamp. There we go. Jonathan Sourshell. Lieutenant Turkleton. There you go. Ryan Sistick. Jennifer Leader. Judith Haynes. M. M. Malik. <laughs> uh, Nate Hudson. Jeff Jenkins. Kyle Robertson. Rachel Dylan Snyder. Aaron Davies. Connor Shapiro. There we go. Uh, Peter Oman. Lieutenant Cody Stanley. Ka- Stephen Cotter. Lieutenant Kendra Song. Heard, heard from her today. Correct. Uh, David Marquez. Kip, Kip Corbett. Jack Cavici. Rob Baptiste. Tom Casey. Matthew L. Went. Peter, I'm sorry, Preston Foster. Hey, DeWanda Raccoons. <laughs> Robert Denton. Reckons? Give me a pronunciation on that one. I would DeWanda. say Reckons. 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 Is there so many DeWanda Reckons that it might be the right name. Yep. Uh, Robert Denton. <laughs> Rob Sabin. Dim. Uh, or Dime. Cather- Dime. Catherine Novacek. Uh, the Blast from Our Past podcast. Trek Barnes. John Turin. Alec D. Gesslin. Joyce Hudson. Jesse Lane. Carmen DeHoog. Jonah Brulette. Hey, look, it's William Temin. Adrian Carter. Marcus. Er, hang on. Erlinson. Barry Wallace. Andrew Reeves. And, of course, Lieutenant Will Holsclaw. Thank you all so much. Please, if you haven't heard your name this week, stay tuned. We'll be getting that out. Uh, really, I got a lot to say. Uh, mostly that I'm glad to be back and hope that the Andy and I can regularly make this a thing for you all in the same way that it always has been and it will continue to be. Guys, in the meantime, live long and prosper. Live long and prosper, etc., etc. Um, That's my sign-off line. You all know it. Uh, you win nothing. <laughs> What's that? Uh. Isn't that uh, what he says in Chocolate Factory? Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. That, I always, that always popped into my head. Huh. Uh, long story short, it's been great. It's been a blast. We love you all. And uh, in the meantime. Disengage. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. 
And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone, it's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the President's Circle for $17.01 per month.